You're very dark. Have you got any light with you? Uh, I, I can go get one, but wait there. All right. Thank you. Right, that'll warm up in a second. This is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. It is that time of the week again. Hello and welcome to Sheer Isolation. You've got myself, at John Ponting, here in Cricklade. Kieran is back in Trowbridge this week. You are not at work. It's nice to see. I'm back, I'm back in Trowbridge uh, for the time being because I'm working from home, which is delightful. So how does a sound engineer work from home? Oh, I'm glad you've asked, John. A sound engineer works from home because he doesn't do any sound engineering. <laughs> I, I'm so I'm so useful, John, and I'm so accommodating, and I'm I say yes to everything that people go. Oh, Kieran will do it. Kieran's great. We'll get Kieran to do it. Coming up in in the next half hour, we'll be talking to a guest as ever. We we look for different angles and different people who work in the entertainment industry. This week, we're joined by Michael Loder, who is a storyteller, professional storyteller. It's another part of the entertainment industry that we haven't covered so far, and we're going to talk to him about how he get into that and uh, how his year's been coping. And here's our first guest to pick uh, a track from Palestine. We'll be playing some, uh, is it fair to say Palestinian pop? I'm not sure what passes as pop in Palestine. That's coming it's up a later. weird one, isn't it? It's an interesting one because uh, in, in the West, in the Europe, in, uh, in England, we call any music that's basically not the, the associated norms, we just call it world music and we lump everything in under the umbrella term world music. But if you go anywhere else in the world, it's just called music. And um, we've got a, a new track from a local artist this week, Kieran. Yes, so it's the first repeat, art, no, artist repeat since we started. And we've got a brand new song from John Amel. It's so new, this video is only six days old on YouTube. So it is literally fresh off press, as it were. It's a song called Robot Skin. And what I love about John Amel, um, he's a local musician, local legend and all that jazz. Um, but particularly, he, he's, he's a blues musician. He's blues through and through. He is, he is the blues. You cut him, he'll just bleed blues. And what he's done with this new song is he's taken all the traditional tropes of blues, a little bit of slide, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And he's put it through like a pop disco filter. Got some big squelchy keyboards. It's just a big song. It sounds fun. I don't know how he manages it. But he always makes really good videos on a, on a budget, on like literally nothing, shot on an iPhone type job. Over the previous 37 episodes of Sheer Isolation, we have not repeated a single artist once. You are now opening the floodgates for that. (laughs) Um, Well, yes. Actually, I want to put a shout out there. There's loads of great bands that are doing the rounds. Concrete Prairie are a really good example. They're a four-piece, kind of acoustic-y, kind of country-ish band. They're great. Not a single decent usable video. And John Amor has just shown us how easy it is to make a really effective, fun video on your iPhone from your house. So my challenge out there is to all bands who don't have a video, create something fun in your living room and just whack it on YouTube because it will get you views and get your music heard. doesn't matter how good you th- or bad you think it is. Uh, videos are really important. And anyway, you can do it with anything you've got, literally anything. Well, this is the track then, Robot Skin, fresh off the press from John Amor. See you when you're living in a 
bubble You want to sit tight so you don't make trouble Clipping your wings, do the same things Put it on repeat until the time bell rings And you don't see when you're covered in rust Living only just to do what you must Look back but don't stare, it'll get you nowhere That you want to be, you want to be free to breathe The grass has grown, resigned to die Beneath my frozen feet The time has come for moving on and break out of repeat and shed my robot skin. Shed my robot skin. Like touchy up when you're coming undone, but you can't see the sun if you're praying that the rain don't come. If you shut your eyes, catastrophize, all the good stuff will pass you by. Free will isn't doing what you want, free will is just choosing how you're gonna respond to the contract of life, the stripe, the bullet and the knife. Call it what you will, it's not a drill. It's a doozy of a song. I really like that. It's the sort of song where, how the hell is he going to play that live? Uh, so that is Robot Skin, which is the new track from John Amor, available on YouTube, and I'm guessing it's available to buy and purchase yeah, in other got, places. Yeah, he's got a brand new album out on CD. You can purchase it. I haven't yet, but I will. Do you have any product placement for us to talk about this week? There's an American musician called Chris Farron. Uh, he's in a bunch of bands like uh, Fake Problems was the big one. Uh, and he played in Devizes, and he played to like 10 people. And it was, it was a night where we had the Halloween, the Lantern Parade in Devizes. And so this American guy has turned up. You can't get anywhere near the venue because the town is packed with people. Battled through the crowds, come and did the gig, and only 10 people came. And it was just the most anticlimactic thing. And Dan Buckingham absolutely loves him. He's completely obsessed with him. He's got this giant flag that's like, like 10 foot by 10 foot. Massive, big picture of his face. Um, and his latest solo album is called Born Hot. And so some American company contacted them say, look, we make hot sauces for celebrities. Do you want an endorsement? We'll make you a hot sauce for Born Hot. Uh, so Chris Farron said, yeah, of course I do. That'd be amazing. Um, this hot sauce came up on my timeline and I bought it for Dan. 
he felt that it was too expensive to import it from America because it was like, I know, like $11 to buy the hot sauce and like $15 to import it. <laughs> uh, but I did. There you go, Dan. That's how much I love you. That's what happens when you can't spend your money on gigs, isn't it? You just spend it yes. on frivolous things like hot sauce. <laughs> yeah. Thanks right. for that, Kieran. It is time for us to get on to uh, this week's guest, who we mentioned in the opening league. It's a chap called Michael Loder, who's uh, down Somerset Way. And he is a professional storyteller, so he goes off to schools, he goes off to festivals, goes to care homes. And his entire set is he's basically a one-man band, putting on different voices, getting in the crowd involved, telling all kinds of different stories from folklore, original stuff. And just like every other musician, performer, poet in the world, he's had a year, kind of sat at home, not been able to do much. So we thought we'd just get in touch with him, see how he's been getting on. I mean, I may, I may tell traditional stories, which people know around the world or I may create stories in the moment very spontaneously with with the help of people as well or I may over the last sort of five or six years I've been writing my own stories there are lots of wonderful lovely stories out there but you know sometimes when when you can't find the one that you really want to tell you think well it must be inside yourself so I have been writing a lot more and I gave myself a new task to actually not only write it, but then learn it word for word. It's been a bit bonkers. So I'm sort of conceiving it, writing it, editing it, learning it, performing it. Uh, how, how close is, is write, uh, writing stories to comedy? Because a lot of the time when you watch a comedian, they'll, they'll take you on a journey. They'll, they'll, they'll take you on a story. They'll ex- they'll, they're normally quite short stories with a, with a punchline. But they take you on this journey and they explain and then they, then they get to the joke. Yeah, I mean... Well, could, you be a, yeah. could you be a comedian? <laughs> could I be a comedian? Well, I, I have made some people laugh in my life. You know. <laughs> not, not many. Um, I can make myself laugh quite easily when I look in the mirror, you know. Oh, I can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when I'm writing a story, I guess I'm thinking of giving it an emotional balance so obviously humor I think really needs to come into that I remember actually because in my in when I did my teacher training well before I did my teacher training in my interview whoa back in 1983 one of the questions was do you think it's important to bring humor into teaching and it's like well of course of course I mean was that the wrong answer (laughs) (laughs) why why wouldn't you and if it's the wrong answer for you it's the right answer for me you know yeah you know you've got to have fun haven't you this story I wrote is very much about a young boy it was a bit inspired by the poetry of Ted Hughes I really got to his poetry this year read a bit about his life and realized had a very very dark life but I went back to his childhood and he had an elder brother. I'm an, el- an older brother of my younger brother. And things were starting to come out. It enabled me to go back to my childhood. So I put a bit of that into the story. I went up to Yorkshire where Ted Hughes was born. Had a little sort of walk around in his footsteps. Got lost on the moors. Which lovely. I've done that. Really, <laughs> really, really. Yeah, really it's a lovely, cool. amazing part of the world. Yeah. And bringing those different elements together and fell in love with crows as well. Mm. I don't know if you've read Ted Hughes' poetry, but he, he wrote a whole book about crow. Mark, yes. I wanted to ask you about the, uh, the, the story that you've been learning, because I, I know you said that you've been learning your entire story. How long a performance uh, have, you, have you put into your mind? How many words have you actually had to take on? 
it's sort of, I could tell you it's five pages of A4. I was telling it, I've, I've sort of shortened it down just by, by a sort of, it's, it's basically four days, two days at school for this boy and then a, and a weekend and then off to the moors for his adventure. On the Saturday, he has a sort of a, an adventure which doesn't, doesn't really quite work, so he, he comes back. His brother, his big brother lets him down. So Saturday morning, his big brother, Jerry, says, Teddy, so do you want to go for an adventure tonight? Who wants to go camping in the woods with a fire and scary stories? Yeah, I do. I want to come. Yeah. You promise, big brother? Yeah, of course I promise, you know. But then he lets him down Saturday night because his elder brother goes out with his girlfriend who's changed her mind. Well, why didn't you change your mind? You know, you would choose your, your girlfriend over me. I'm sorry, but, you know, you'll understand when you're old or when you've got a girlfriend. I don't want to get old and I don't want a girlfriend. I don't want a brother like you. So he then goes off for a, a little sort of adventure, but doesn't get very far. His brother finds out in the morning. And then this young boy, Teddy's really sort of stoked up that I hate my brother. And I, I just I came across this this idea of a song, and I think it was just trying coming back to your humorous thing. I don't know; it might make you laugh or might not. But <laughs> he goes, Teddy goes off to his treehouse with a plate full of eggs and bacon from breakfast because his brothers caught him out, saying, "So did you go to the woods and go camping?" "Yes, I did, without you as well." "Oh, that's strange because Mum said you were in bed at six o'clock this morning." Teddy goes off to the treehouse, gets on his black wool hat pulls out his black woolen scarf. Ah! Ah! And then he starts, you know, if you've got a brother, then peck out his eyes, peck out his eyes, <laughs> peck out his eyes. If you've got a brother, then peck out his eyes, pick, peck, pluck. And the kids have been enjoying, enjoying that, you know. You um, can't help but smile when, when you put those characters in, into actual action. Yeah. You can't help but smile, <laughs> can you, Kieran? It's just a no, of course not, no, no. There's an almost Roald Dahl-esqueness to it. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, I, I love Roald Dahl's work. I did bump into him when I was actually at um, college down in Winchester, teacher training, and um, they had set him up in this sports hall on this, you know, very tall sort of dais, uh, plinth, and he was up on this chair, and he sort of looked like the BFG or something, and we were all <laughs> lining up, you know, and then we got closer and closer and closer, and he, sort of signed the book and everything and uh but yeah i love i love i love roald Dahl. yeah some of that sort of the monstrous characters you know trunchbull from matilda yeah Do you know her the teacher yeah i'm sort of very well fantastic yeah i think for this story i sort of kept it in the naturalistic world but it also um inspired a bit by teddy has a granny and granny is a teller of tales of screaming banshees and barnacled whales, of adventurous daring do, all about me and all about you, too, too, yeah? And then she rattles off these tales at midnight, well, not midnight, after tea for Teddy, and he has to, you know, go to bed and check under the bed that there are no bog monsters or witches lurking underneath there. It's also not far off poetry, really, either, is it? That spoken word, that delivery, especially what you were doing just then. I almost, almost a little bit of performance poetry in that as well. Yeah, well, I, I have been, I've been influenced by poetry a bit more this year. And um, I did write a show called Dylan's Invisible Friend a couple of years ago, 
which um, we've tried to put on twice this year, but lockdown has caught us <laughs> both times. So hopefully next year. That was inspired by going down to Wales and bumping into Dylan Thomas, as you do oh, on the coast of Wales. <laughs> so I started reading his poetry and got a flavour and a feeling for, yeah, that. And that's what I like doing every time I write a new show to perform is to bring along a new challenge for myself. I'll come on to the final question, which was about the, the song that you've picked, Michael, which is uh, Abu Samra by Zaid Hilal. Um, well done. Well, well, nice it pronunciation. Yeah. Yeah. You can read it first. It's all right. Yeah, I so have written take... it down. I have written this down. Uh, <laughs> I'm running with pronunciation normally. Kieran always pulls me up. But um, uh, you, you said this is um, a guy in Bethlehem, all right, yeah. in that part of the world, who you're a very close friend with. So tell us a story about that. Yeah, well, a wonderful friend of mine, David Moat, who's a jazz trumpeter and uh, plays music mainly in Bristol, but around. He got some uh, British Council funding in 2018 to take a group over to Palestine and Israel with a show all about the Balfour Declaration, basically how the British, you know, messed it all up. The, The way that we were invited and welcomed and looked after was quite extraordinary. And, you know... Really? You know, people would ask, you know, um, where are you from? England, Britain, British, you know, whatever. And you sort of wait and wonder <laughs> what's going to happen. But, you know, their politeness was was extraordinary. Yeah. And so and Zaid was part of the project. We met him over there in 2018. He came back 2018 for a tour um, and then came back in 2019. I went back 2019 with a, a sort of a story gathering project to really because we took a show the first time so it's very much us sort of giving to them as it were but the second year I thought you know there are so many stories to bring back about you know what is really going on which is it's beyond words it's beyond words really it's unreal it's unreal the the, the song itself is quite a somber sounding song isn't it? it's quite slow and somber Yes. Well, this was this was inspired by a meeting with a woman called Vivienne Sansour. And she's somebody who has this um, heirloom seed bank. So she's trying to preserve and reuse all the original sort of old Arabic seeds, etc., etc. Because with new technology coming in and new ways of buying things, you know, it's like that, like Amazon will rule the world type of thing, you know the only things you can buy are what we've got. Yeah. So she was out there to really save some stuff. She told us a story all about this, this um, seed called Abu Samra, a wheat. And Abu Samra is actually personified as uh, sort of a striking man with tall black hair. And the wheat variety has this sort of these white uh, black fronds on it. So there's a whole story she told us. Zaid was there. We were there. We were chipping in. He was thinking, right. And then, she and he got together, created more and more and more. And then he created this song, which he has performed over here. And it, my goodness, I was listening to it today. And I, I have to, well, hold back the tears or not hold back the tears because the passion in his song is extraordinary. And the story is that the Abu Samra seed was lost. And this Vivienne, this Vivienne actually found it again from some farmers so it's back being ploughed into the land again now amazing 
track is called Abu Samra by Zaid Hilal, and that <coughs> is Michael's choice of track, former that he's worked with in the past. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, going back to what we said earlier about world music, I think it's really important that we we listen and we hear things outside of our usual bubble because I would never I would never have just picked a CD like that off the shelf and given it a listen. Uh, but actually, this it's just fun. It is genuinely high standard music, you know, really high standard playing and, and craftsmanship. Um, it's just not what I would normally listen to and is in fact absolutely fantastic. So despite having this song that's not on people's usual radars, hopefully they've heard that and have had a little glimpse into an entirely different world. And if you did like that, what you can do is find Sheer Isolation on YouTube. Go to our playlist where we have uh, listed every single track that we've ever played. Scroll down to the bottom where this track will be at time of recording. You can then find the full library from Zaid. Okay, time for some news, Kieran. Have you got any news to talk about this week? I've been asked to program um, some events uh, at Trowbridge Temple. Uh, the director there said um, we've had to put back our push our back our events, obviously, because of the new lockdown. We were planning on opening in January, um, doing some stuff in February, right the way through to March. All social distance. That was the plan. It's just not going to happen. He said, right. Okay, then let's push everything back and let's now focus on Easter weekend. Let's do a big event on Easter weekend. Um, so I put this shout out on Facebook and the overwhelming response was, we would love to come, but it's probably too soon. And I think that's really interesting because up until this point, I think people have been open to the suggestion of going out and doing stuff. Like, you know, all oh, like six months was enough. That's it. I can start going out again now. I think I'm pretty confident where we're at. The subsequent lockdown, I've seen a change in people's thought process where they're going, let's just knock it on the head. Let's just get we'll do whatever we have to do to just see this through and just kill it. I think there's really good logic in there that while cases are increasing, there's no over the hump and seeing what's at the bottom of the hill. So we need to be yes. getting cases down, which at the moment, particularly around um, in the cities, uh, Swindon especially, really, yes. really high at the moment. So everyone stay safe out there. Uh, I did find another piece of news which relates back to our show last week when we were talking to Nick Gibbs, who was talking about yeah. musicians travelling uh, into the EU uh, post-Brexit. piece on the BBC following very similar lines, saying how pressure is mounting on the UK government to resolve the EU touring visa si- uh, situation for musicians. There's a political campaign that's got over a quarter of a million signatories so far, just uh, telling the UK and the EU to, to sort sort something out so musicians can have easier access both for us to go to the EU and vice versa. That this was actually offered during the negotiation for Brexit and the government turned it down. So <laughs> that was wonderful of them, wasn't it? Any arrangement has to be reciprocal, so it has to work both ways. And I believe that the, uh, the dates is only 90 days, so it's not, it's not a huge time you can be there, three months. So you can potentially go on it completely visa-free, as it were, for three months do whatever you need to do and come back. Get onto YouTube or your streaming platform of choice where you can just go back and listen to all of our episodes. There are 38 of them up there now. All different guests, all different music. Us two and everyone, unfortunately, but you can't have everything that you wish for. Sheerisolation at gmail.com if you want to email us some tracks or some ideas for any content for future episodes. That will always be appreciated. Even if we don't reply straight away, they are going into a, a pot of songs. We will eventually get around to, uh, to featuring them. We have a few in there that we could go to. I'm, I'm more waiting for an appropriate time to play it more than anything else. He's being mysterious. Mm. No, it's just, you know, somehow, like, sometimes if you have something totally 
jarring that it really wouldn't work there's no point or i'm just waiting for an appropriate moment to play that particular song because it works with what else is going on in the show yeah thank you for listening everybody we will be back same time next week and uh, we will leave it at that so enjoy your week stay safe out there because it does seem to be quite hectic follow, follow your lockdown rules and be sensible cheers then kieran speak next week cheers mate take care Thanks bye take it easy bye bye <laughs>